0: The C is for consistent, man. We're, we're back here on another Thursday. I got Parlay Pete with me, but before I, I bring him into the fold, let's let's talk about all in good faith. Sometimes we we expect things in good faith, but y- you can't put good faith in bad actors. Brian Flores is firing in a subsequent lawsuit after sham interviews have kind of you know, showed us that the NFL hiring cycle is what it is. He's finally given us the opportunity to take the Band-Aid off and and look at what we know it truly exists, acknowledge it, and he's given people the opportunity to take action and correct those actions. Now, the Rooney Rule. The Rooney Rule was implemented... Um, in order to give more minorities the opportunity to interview for jobs in the NFL, head coaching jobs and uh, front office jobs. And, you know, the Rooney Rule works when there's good faith that the coach, that the GM candidate gets the opportunity to actually be heard. And the, and the decision isn't already made before the interview even starts. Again, good faith. Players, coaches, owners, kneeled with Colin Kaepernick. You know, not initially, but eventually they kneeled with Colin Kaepernick. But who cares if you're not kneeling in good faith? We donated money. We put slogans on the helmets. We put slogans on the field. But who cares if this doesn't happen in good faith? Oh, we got a black coach here, a black GM there. But who really gives a damn if they're not there in good faith? If they're just there to make make a quota to get the pressure off of our back so then we can put the person we want in place, it doesn't matter. Or if we want to prove that they can't be successful because we don't give them the opportunity to succeed, it means nothing because it wasn't done in good faith. Hell, look at Miami. Black coach. Black GM. But it looks like the owner was trying to buy losses, literally pay his coach to lose games. Is that employing them in good faith? Doesn't seem like it. Now, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. The draft. We reward the worst teams by giving them high-end draft picks because the thought is that they're going to play as hard as they can and they can't lose. So we reward them with a top pick and that's done in good faith. But we got to take, we got to take a serious look at this because you can't expect good faith from bad actors. And as much as I love football, as much as I love the NFL, we have to admit that the NFL is ran by a lot of bad actors Yes, they make a lot of black people rich, a lot of poor people rich. They do things. But understand that this is this is done to benefit them because they make money off of these teams year in and year out. But think about the owner. For most of these owners, the football team is a novelty investment. It's, it's, it's a showcase like, hey, man, look at all these niggas I own. Look what they do for me. I give them a little bit of cheese and they dance, dance, dance until they can't dance no more. And guess what? We take better care of the commissioner after he leaves the NFL than we do the players who go out here and they bust their ass and play for us. But they're rich. They're powerful. And as long as they're turning a profit, at the end of the day, they're good. Then you have the players and the coaches. This is their livelihood. You know, yes, they're getting compensated for it, but their, their key to the next paycheck is their performance on the field or their players' performance on the field. So if they don't execute properly, they don't get paid next year or they don't finish out that contract or they don't get a favorable contract the next time they go to the negotiating table. We see it all the time, especially with running backs. You run them into the dirt on their rookie contracts, then you pay them cracker crumbs for their next contract, and they're getting league minimum for the next five years of their career. The fan. For us, man. It's entertainment. Oh, man, he shouldn't hold out. He should go play. You don't know what he's going through. Oh, the game has gotten soft now. They just flag football. Well, no, You're not the one out there getting beat up. You're not the one that's dealing with the concussions. You're not one that, the one that's dealing with the lifelong injuries that can affect you, your ability to play with your kids, your ability to remember stuff, to be a high-functioning human being. CTE is real. And every player takes – takes a calculated chance when they decide to play the game at the highest level. But just because these risks exist, doesn't mean we don't mitigate them. If you're in a plane and there's a storm, usually the pilot will go over it or around it. It's not like, well, back in the day we used to fly straight through the storm. Yeah, because we didn't know any better, but now that we know better, we should do better. If, if, if your doctor's using an outdated procedure, uh, you know, at some point, it's going to change because oh, we can uh, uh, attack this surgery better. I like Cam Akers coming back from a, a torn Achilles five months later. That used to be a career ender, and he's back five months later and almost had a hundred yards back in his hundred yards rushing in his first game back. But then the gambler. You got the gambler, and it's important to talk about the gambler here because if you talk about a coach trying to fix games and buy losses or incentivize his coach to lose financially, that hurts the gambler. And the gambler is a combination of all three. The gambler is the fan. The gambler is the player. And the gambler is the owner because guess what? The gambler is living off of this. This gambler's making money. Some do it for fun. Some do it for real. Some do it for entertainment because they enjoy watching a game and it's like, hey, let's put some extra money on here. And some gamblers, who are true professionals, are so invested into gambling properly, setting lines, knowing lines. Man, it's a whole, it's a whole ecosystem out here. It's a whole economy out here on gambling, and the gamblers have some ownership in this. They have some, some, some buying in this, and they are also entertained by it. So, if 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 not protecting the fans, if not protecting the players, you got to protect. A whole nother economy too, man. Come on now. But I got a solution. I have a solution. And I think owning a football team is a privilege. It's not your right. It's not your right to own this football team. And just like the players have to compete, the coaches have to compete, the executives have to compete to keep their jobs, I think the owners should have to compete. I think the owners should have to show a certain level of competence, a certain level of performance in order to maintain ownership of their teams. Now, will the owners agree to this? Hell no, because it's their team. But if you really want to clean up the league, if you really want the owners to be more inclusive and, and sincerely inclusive, you got to get rid of the bad apples because the bad apples will spoil the bunch. But guess what? When you can't get the bad apples out because they're all the way at the bottom and you're not strong enough to pick the good apples off the top, your, your bunch dies. And for the draft, for the teams who are tanking, who are buying L's, here's my my thing for you. Instead of the draft order going from best record to worst record, of the non-playoff teams, we go from best record gets the best pick and the worst record gets the worst pick of those non-playoff teams. And I bet you you'll see less tanking. I bet you'll see less teams giving up, benching starters, uh, keeping people on the injured on the injured reserve, keeping them keeping them out of games when they could play. Because guess what? You're incentivized to get into the playoffs because you're trying to win a championship. And if you're not getting into the playoffs, you're no longer incentivized to lose games. You're incentivized to win games. And you know, but at the end of the day. As long as we have these bad actors and this bad faith, ain't shit going to change. Well, let me bring in Parlay Pete, man. Parlay Pete, man, what's up? That's a beautiful
1: intro. Um, Thanks, man. I wrote it at work today. It really was. It was a beautiful intro. And more importantly, when you say the gambler, if you're talking about me. Because I'm somebody that, you know, I looked at, obviously, the integrity of the game. The integrity of everything is kind of how our society is based. Is it not? We need integrity office, whatever it is, we need integrity. Every uh, thing needs some sort of integrity, because there's that's what that's what a lot of things are built on. It's built on. Is this legitimate? You know, most people don't want to be duped. They don't want to be faked, you know, pump fake. Nobody wants that. No, (laughs) nobody wants that. Unless you're unless you're going trying to get to the free throw line, like James Harden or something. Nobody wants a pump fake. He does. I I don't. I don't want him to pump fake on me in terms of who they are as a person. And so, um, beautiful intro. I'm fantastic. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right, man. And it's so funny. What was it? Tuesday? Today's Thursday. So, Tuesday, we go through this whole, like, pre-show prep thing that we're going to do. And shortly after we get off the phone, because, yeah, it came out Tuesday night. Breaking news. Breaking news. Brian Flores (laughs) is suing the NFL. So, Brian Flores is suing the NFL and specifically some teams. Um, he felt like he was wrongfully fired because he wouldn't toe the company line. And uh, he's a man of principle. And then he felt like he was he was on some interviews just, just because they wanted to, um, you know, meet the Rooney Rule requirement, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And uh, so he just said, fuck it. I'm going to be a martyr because y'all just treat me like I'm still a nigga. And I'm just going to be like my man's cap and go out here and try to just, you know, expose the whole system for what it is. And he pretty much said, I'm rich. I'm good. I'll survive out here. Uh, So what are your thoughts? He can give him a
1: college
0: college job. I mean, I I think Bill a hiring.
1: Colleges won't go. Like, they're not going to care that he did this. Not a college. College wants
0: to win football games, too. Yeah, and he can always go to an HBCU. I mean, who are they to say, hey, sorry, nigga, you too radical for us.
1: Anything. (laughs) You know Alan uh remember the times they were like you're our coach you're our coach when this nigga uh bone stepped outside they're like you're our coach and so you know something like that can happen as well like like for him I'm saying that's the way that they would kind of treat it. Um I have got a hand of cards. I'm sorry that I'm like looking down. We're about to s-
0: what happens when you do a no, show. No, no, no. This,
1: I promise. This is my last hand because we're on air, obviously. Oh, no,
0: you're good. <laughs> I,
1: I'm,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm time-filling right now. I'm just going to talk yeah. about you and your I'm army, in the
1: middle so. of it. It's Hey, guys, this is what we're talking about when we well, were talking about the gamblers. That's why, like I said, it means a lot, the integrity of it, even for me. If I'm playing cards right now, these people are in Costa Rica. They could just take my money and leave. But, like, um, that's what this is about. It's integrity. I have integrity with Bovada, the people that I met through. They've never screwed me. Kyle now we got a phone call.
0: Oh, yeah, man. You know, I should start telling people, hey, I'm, I record around 6 o'clock on Thursdays.
1: You know, I don't even know what you're recording because I know, we, obviously, we're not the only show. Like, we don't, you know, you've got multiple shows. Got, obviously you obviously have your own. We've got ours that we've been doing and then along yeah. with anyone else. Uh, I know you do interviews and um, do you know single podcasts or whatever. And so, yeah, now you put, you should you should let people know what the schedule's like.
0: I'm trying to like finalize the schedule because I'm all over the place with it. Uh, I'm trying to get a solid Monday and Thursday, and then the other days are going to be like my wing it days. You know, kind of like Joe Rogan. You know, Joe Rogan just puts out podcasts when he feels like it.
1: You know, he's somebody that's in hot water right now himself. Yeah, I, I artists know. are getting off Spotify because we'll leave. They, I guess they don't fuck with his vaccine.
0: We'll fuck it, leave. If you don't like to, if you don't like every employee at your company, Spotify
1: is like, leave. hey, uh, India, Indiaire, take your shit off. them.
0: yeah, like who cares?
1: Not, I'm not trying to be funny. You're not Drake. Yeah. Drake has 50 million monthly listeners. You're not Kanye. Like Kanye's not saying this. Jay Z had. Has his own stream service and ha- didn't have his shit on ours for a long time. Then he added it. He's not doing it. So we care about those guys. Uh, you know, the people that really get the streams. I don't know what these numbers were like, but like.
0: And who cares? At the end of the day, man, if. if uh, you, you don't have to be aligned with every every employee of a company that you're that you work with right and because spotify pays them i know they don't technically work for spotify but nonetheless spotify is a medium in which ndri uh creates money generates money i don't know how much she generates from spotify because they don't give a lot of money to to the artists for their streams but nonetheless like who cares bro if joe rogan all right yeah he, he has vac stuff that you don't like well a lot of stuff isn't just out of his mouth he has professionals who are more qualified than us and he puts them on the show he he gives them a platform and let's put out the joe rogan n-word compilation i mean we talked about it earlier this morning i think it's extremely distasteful i think it's disgusting that he uses the n-word and the way that he uses it but he also has relationships with black people who don't really fuck with that white boy tap dancing shit a la dave chappelle and and I get that just because you have black friends, it doesn't give you a pass for using the N word. And I just think Joe Rogan is a is a famous, rich, entitled son of a bitch who's so good at what he does, he can do whatever he wants because there's no there's no real uh, ramifications for his actions because people that's, are still going to consume him.
1: That's exactly where we're at with it, and that's exactly why a person like Brian Flores is, is in this position because he feels like there's so many people in that type of position and he feels like that's exactly why he is in the position that he's in because it's somebody that's got all this power and they're sitting here, they can really kind of do what they want, you know, that's why he brings in John Elway. John Elway is not even the owner of the Broncos, but he's in charge of running football there. He's an all-time great quarterback. We know that. He's won Super Bowls. We know who John Elway is, and this man said that he was an hour late. Most people can't get away with being an hour late. In any type of meeting, but certainly when you're on that side of the spectrum, it makes things a lot harder for you. As an interviewee, like, you know, a potential employee, it's going to make that stuff harder. And I think that the position that uh, B. Flores was in was one of those things where I think that this had been going on. We know this has been going on because I'm going to assume that he's not lying. Right. Same thing with anyone that accuses somebody of rape or something like that. We always are going to side with the victim. Right. And women lie about that. Men, I guess men can get raped as well. And some of them lie about it too. Like you Mm -hmm. can lie about that. It's hard to believe when you're in a million dollar business that you're lying about the practices of this company, this private firm that everybody Consumes. I mean, the Super Bowl, I told my dad this just the other day, you know, that's why I'm thinking I'm, I'm probably out in Vegas again for the Super Bowl this year. It's the largest betting day ever. The most money has moved around on that day for that sport. And it's the most watched thing on TV every year, right? And so there's a lot of money at stake here. And a guy like B. Flores, he obviously he got fired. Probably not. He probably shouldn't have been fired. Like, it'd be one thing if they had got Sean Payton or something. Like, they really got, like, somebody that they consider elite or something. They don't even have their coach yet. Maybe Jim Harbaugh albeit be it. Because uh, Stephen Ross is a U.M. alum, and they were like, yeah, he doesn't want to take him from there. But once he said that he would talk to even Minnesota, they're like, basically the Dolphins will manage. That's sure. Yeah, and I, maybe they will give him the job. I think that that would be a good job for take but we're not getting into that. I'm getting into the fact that Brian Flores isn't wrong for what he's doing, but he's fucking himself up. He's fucking himself in the ass. He is. He's a
0: man of principles though. So his principles <clears throat> and we talked about it with AB, um the principles <clears throat> are bigger than what the NFL offers. And if you're going to live and die on your principles, I'm not going to I'm not going to judge you for it. But I, most people won't.
1: Yeah, he's gonna have to uh, die on that. You know, you live by three, it, really you die by it, three. Yeah. Once you do that, you you can't be surprised by nothing. Like it's 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 more so of a you're suing everybody that
0: could potentially be your employer ever. And you're scaring off you're scaring off the ones who don't know you because they go, oh, if some shit happens. This man might sue. You're extra as fuck. And and you're over here fucking over my friend. We're golf buddies. What's gonna come out uh, if they do when they do this investigation? Which the NFL did. Um, they did confirm that they're gonna investigate his claims. Which I mean, what does the NFL investigation mean? It, it, it's, it's shit to me. And you think about it. He's suing the league, and he he has great lawyers, but. He, do, he doesn't have NFL money like no, he, no,
1: like absolutely not
0: he, 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 so the, you know the NFL is going to string this out in court and well, they
1: got the money to fight it and right. and it'll get they know the lawyers too I mean they know the they know that his lawyers they know the judge they are the system like you're you're literally suing the government almost like you're right. suing the
0: system they're stronger than politicians. They have more power and influence in politics.
1: They're fans of the NFL. Those guys have favorite teams too, or women. They have favorite teams as well. Stuff that, you know, it's deeper than a lot of people don't realize how deep sports goes. And that's why you have all this gambling. Like, that's why you have someone like myself. People ask me all the time, why are you Falcons fan? Like, what makes you a fan? Outside of, oh, okay, so you're from here or whatever. I have a connection to that team mm-hmm. and it's different players all the time. That's why I don't have a favorite NFL player. Like I have a connection to that team. You know, my mom obviously makes you rest in peace. You know, I lost my mom, obviously, and she was a big Falcons fan. I look at my earliest memories of going to games with my mom. Most people don't have that. Most people it's with their dad or something. I had it with my mom. And so
0: hey, me too. That,
1: that type of stuff is what makes, you know, This stuff—it's more than just. It is more than. It's more than 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 chains, yards.
0: Yeah, because you you grow a connection to this team. You you can, you have these memories that go back to this team. You have good times, bad times. They they make you feel.
1: They're but they're but exactly they make you feel and you always will, the good and the bad. I'm I'm. Thick and thin, I'm with the Falcons. Like, you know, the Super Bowl bad. Yeah, like, so. A moment like that. But, like, but you're. It doesn't. I've been there for 4 and 12.
0: Yeah, so. It, it,
1: it never it, changed how I feel, though.
0: So, getting back to Brian Flores a little bit, right? Um, the situation is it's so. I mean, it's so layered, right? Because. The, the piece of the story that's really taken the headlines, which doesn't shock me, knew it was going to happen, some type of way your your mainstream uh, white media was going to find a way to wiggle out of the uncomfortable race conversation and go into the, the tanking or buying L's conversation, right? Because- And they, now
1: we got a second black coach who's- Who's oh, validating it. Yeah, he's saying, he's saying, I have receipts too. like and, deep,
0: and apparently somebody, uh, uh, an anonymous witness uh, came forward and said they can corroborate uh, Brian Flores' story. I'm sure that person is still in the league and, seek, and still wants to maintain employment, so we'll see where where that goes. But, uh, again, I, I, this has kind of hijacked the entire Brian Flores' story. Uh,
1: For the Super Bowl, too.
0: In the short term, which I think I think Brian Flores did that on purpose, um, and I'll talk about somebody else who tried to hijack headlines on purpose later in the show. And I get it. You look at what Stephen Ross did. Uh, he he really wanted Tua, so he wanted them to lose games to get Tua, and he he, he said he would offer a $1, thousand, a hundred thousand, yeah, tank for Tua. He would offer.
1: And in the process, even too, like I know we talked about that the process with Philly with uh, Embiid and them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Him. It was received for Embiid. That's what they
0: call right. it. right. And then and look at this though. So he's going to offer him a hundred thousand dollars for every loss, and he allegedly didn't ac- allegedly, and he allegedly didn't accept it. Don't have receipts for that. Got it. Cool. And for one, you end up getting to him, and, and then the the story comes out a little while ago. We were willing to trade all three of our first round picks for the first to get Joe Burrow. Okay, yeah, I bet because again. I'm pretty we sure one so.
1: wanted a quarterback, though. Right? I mean, we know this just because even with the Watsons, like the Dolphins were like the team that they're like, oh yeah, he's going there. Like,
0: and think about this though: the the, the quarterback J- Justin Herbert, who y'all crowned as the best quarterback of that draft class, conversation for maybe later today or another day. Uh, he was still there when you took Tua, but if the owner was willing to do all of this in order to get Tua, it, it seems like it, it kind of validates those rumors that. Brian Flores wanted Herbert and he, and he was forced to get to him. But then you take, you you juxtapose that to Hugh Jackson who got hired. And apparently they changed the four year plan on him. Once he got the job. Now it is harder to accept Hugh's story for a lot of people because Hugh won one fucking game in two years as the head coach of the, uh, of the they Browns, win, they didn't
1: win one game one of those seasons.
0: Right, he went one and fifteen, and zero oh, sixteen. And when he got fired, they were doing okay, but the team got better once he left. Now, mind you, a lot of that was outside of Hugh's control because I don't think Hugh wanted. From what I what I heard, Hugh we'll want, Hugh he wanted Deshaun Watson, and he got told no. And, we'll take and, the job. And he didn't hire Todd Haley to be his OC, which makes sense. Why would you bring in a big personality offensive coordinator who doesn't run the same system that you do, who's also been a head coach to be your OC?
1: Do you want to know what, too, even in that position? This is what I wanted. Then quit and literally cite it. And like how now we're talking about mm-hmm. this. If you do it then, don't you think it has a little bit more merit?
0: It does.
1: You your job If you said, I wanted Deshaun Watson – I didn't want Baker.
0: It it and, does like,
1: it directly went against exactly what I said. I'm going to get fired anyways because if I don't think that he's as good as he is, and it proves to be that way to begin with, if you do it, then I think that not only do you have a better case, but everybody can look at it and be like, this "Well, this is talking like he's spitting." Like you he know, is, I-
0: but if you look at his tweets, it leads you to believe that he accepted his checks for losing. And so Hugh, I, Hugh, Hugh's a martyr. He is, and for, but, for black coach.
1: I mean, look, the Bengals hired, you know, and people can look at it this way too. Like, and it just depends on how you want to look at stuff, but like Marvin Lewis was there for like 17, 16 years. He's black, he's a person of color, at least. I don't know if I guess Marvin's black. Yeah, he's black, black, yeah. Like, but I'm saying hey, I don't know why he looks like he has like a Middle Eastern parent too, but nonetheless, or Arabic, whatever. Um, but Marvin's black, they didn't win a playoff game. Then you, uh, Grant Hugh, that's Cleveland versus Cincinnati. But my point is, then they hire this white guy, he loses his first two years, he goes two and 14, four and 12. Now he's coaching in the Super Bowl, and so some white person. And, yes, I'm talking to you, white person, can look at that and be like, maybe he's just a fucking better coach. No, niggas aren't getting the same shake. And that's kind of really what Brian Flores was doing this for. He's bringing it out and saying, I bet money that the Allen family and fucking Cincinnati, our Brown family, Paul Brown, they're not – telling Zach, hey, man, lose games, and we'll give you 100 k But yeah. he's saying it. Flores is saying it. And, and, you, and with these guys, the thought would be they're so rich, what difference does it really make, right? And you would think that. And I'm of belief that I don't know if what they're saying is true at all. But at the same time, they're so rich and they're so powerful to the point where why could you? nobody can put this past these people. Hey so, man,
0: it's just like buying ass. When you broke, buying ass is like a foreign foreign concept. You're like, oh my god, I would never pay for some sex. If you are a billionaire
1: and you want something,
0: and you want something, and you
1: know that this is what get typically gets it done.
0: Why would I talk to you for all this time when I can just give you? When I can just spend money on this,
1: right? Hey, bitch. Excuse me to the. Late listeners, but hey, bitch, like, I got this cash. We're gonna go to Hawaii, we're gonna go to wherever. I'm gonna pay you, we're gonna have a great time. Like, I promise you'll have fun, you're gonna make money, but you gotta bounce on the stick. That's 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 essentially kind of how that works in a weird way. Some of them, you know, some people will do it for free, or if they're gay, let's just say they want a guy. That way we're That'd inclusive here. I'd be this.
0: inclusive. Absolutely. We're, we're inclusive podcast.
1: Program. Let's say a woman's asking a man. I mean, it doesn't matter what angle you come at. No. I just don't want to put a he or she title on this. But I know pronouns are very important. I used to think that verb was the most important thing because it's what you do.
0: No, no, no. It's what you are.
1: One, well, you know, Nickelodeon used to have the verb campaign. And they literally said, it's what you do. Herb, it's, <laughs> it's a very easy way to know what a verb is if you didn't pay attention in an English class.
0: I did. Well, you know the people at Nickelodeon are much smarter than most of our teachers. They got
1: some pedophiles there too. Um, they got a lot of shit going wrong there. But point being,
0: um, oh, that's funny so, By the way, he said what. I started laughing when you said that they got pedophiles over there, and I just wanted to let the, the you, world know. Like the pedophiles, that guy, that guy, and we'll get
1: into this on our other shows.
0: Yeah, yeah, let's let's let's, yeah, let's get back to what we're supposed to be talking about. These fucking rich owners.
1: Well, they're rich as fuck, and they at the end of the day, you know, this is one thing I agree with. My dad said this in terms of the Brian Flores thing, because you know I talk to him about stuff, and this is kind of how he looks at it this is really, and this is really is what, same with Kaepernick, like, this is what this boils down to. If you own your own company, nobody can really tell you what to do with your company. They're not maybe purposely hiring white men. Maybe they are. We don't know if they're racist. Like, so it's just like, it. it, it, that's why he has no basis in that part of it, regardless. Like, he has no basis in that. No. Whether he feels like they were unprofessional from John Elway showing up drunk or hung over in late. He has no basis to say that John Elway was doing that because it was him that he was interviewing with. Maybe he just was drunk as fuck. If what Flores is saying is true, allegedly, maybe Flores was, I mean, maybe Elway was drunk and he did just happen to show up for it. And like, look. I've gone out to and had nights where I didn't expect to do what I did and I did do it. And then it turns into something else. John's a former player. He's, he's the toast of the town. He is Denver's, you know, pride and joy. And so it just, I, I'm just saying, we can't be mad at people for having a good time. I'm not backing the white man or telling him. like. No,
0: he's, no, no. You're being rational. You're like, you, you, I'm,
1: you're just, I'm just saying. You're it's just like, I, bet, I bet B. Flores. Now, Graham, maybe he doesn't go out and drink the night before an interview. But at the end yeah. of the day, when you're John, you're an exec. You're a made man already. You kind of just do what you want. <laughs> like, you do what you want. Like, hey, look, everywhere you know, that John Elway shows up in Denver or Colorado. Yeah, he's, right? he's like that guy. Yeah, they're sucking dick
0: figuratively. Uh, he, uh what's up? It hope?
1: might literally be sucking dick? What the point is, it, it, dick's getting sucked.
0: Right. So, I got, this, I got this I got this four-leaf clover on my shoulder on like a random Tuesday night in San Diego. You know why? No. We went out for dinner and then uh let's grab a drink after. Let's grab it. uh, uh you know what? Let's go to this bar. Then you end up in a tattoo shop drunk. And your friend's like, hey, if y'all go get matching tattoos, I'll pay for them. And I'm like, whatever. Then you end up with a random tattoo. And then a few hours later, you end up in a strip club, you know. It, you got to go to work in the morning. <laughs> and it just happens like that. So I understand it. And here's the thing, though. Because I, I want to I circle back to the, the tanking or the buying of the L's, right? Be, because tanking is not accepted by players but it is a strategy that ownership and executives execute and if if done properly it is an effective strategy so so i mean look at look at the cleveland browns
1: because if you can't if you're in a market where you can't sign people right what or what route do you have you have to draft and grant they're and always you know, rough I think about, he about this can he can tom brady went in the sixth round right
0: right but think about this you always
1: find the player but at the same time, you have a higher chance once you can pick any
0: of them. Exactly, and, and some owners aren't going to spend money on free agents. But uh, you look at the, the, the Browns, the Browns, right? Eagles, too. Like the yeah, the, Eagles. I, they're cheap. I know, but I want to look at the Browns specifically because Hugh brought it up. Sashi Brown, uh, who was their their uh, GM at one point in time, I think I got his name right. Black. Uh, black black guy who yes. was an analytics maven and. They traded out of the Carson Wentz pick. They traded out of the Deshaun Watson the golf. pick. And they, or, or the golf, yeah. They, accumulate the golf a, yeah. they accumulate a bunch of draft capital. And now if you look at that roster, you go, holy shit, it makes sense why they have so much cheap talent on that roster right now.
1: They've been doing – and they've been doing – I'm not to cut you off, but they've been doing that for years. I mean, the Julio Jones trade was with the Browns, right? right. So, like, and this is, like, not something foreign to anyone.
0: So you look at their roster; they were in the playoffs a year yes. ago. They had a good, ro- they had a really good roster last year. Injuries beat them up. Baker's not good. We'll
1: to the year, they I think that they were one of the top five talented teams in the NFL from talent.
0: So you can say that the that NFL tanking works. There's an argument that it works if done properly. If you give the coach and the GM the seven years like Matt Rule has to actually execute the plan, you know.
1: And And don't bring Matt Rule into this. Matt's over there minding his business. Let him go fucking 6 and 11 next year.
0: Let that that run its course. He's building Rockefeller like Jay-Z, whatever his quote was. So the owner who's not sacrificing his body and is not emotionally invested into his employees like many would think he would be goes, here's a long range plan. Here's what we want to do. Yeah, coach and GM, I'm probably going to sacrifice both of you because I'm going to get pissed off one day cuz you're not winning and the fans are going to get mad and uh replace you with somebody who's going to win, Kevin Stefanski. Um so what would so w- would you say how would you feel if Arthur Blank decided to do a no shit 3-year tank in order to be good 5 years from now?
1: See the one thing I like about Arthur Blank...
0: No, no, no. Don't, do not contextualize it.
1: How would I feel if he did do it? Yeah. I think it depends on where we're at. Like, I, it, everything is circumstantial. And so, it depends on the circumstance. If we're in a position where the team... Am I okay with it, to answer in short, yes. If the team is in the position to where... That's the, our only way out. Now, we're Atlanta. People, even though Atlanta's not like super huge, it feels big. It feels bigger than what it is because it is. Like, it's Atlanta is.
0: You got QC and strip clubs, okay?
1: It's not even just the rap shit, though. And like even that entertainment. I mean, think about the movies and stuff. Plus, it's just a nice place. Like Atlanta's nice. Like there are so many different places you can go here, have I a great it. time. Beautiful women, um, if you're a oh. man, of course, or a lesbian. I mean, and if whatever way you roll, and then it's a gay capital too. There's so yeah, many. Yeah, I'm saying
0: like if you're a gay We're guy, you're We're
1: fine. House alums, we know that that's gay city, right? And so, like, um, you kind of get a good little bit of everything here. But it is a majority black city, like Atlanta. You know, but there's plenty of white people as well. We're still in the South, ladies and gentlemen. Like you can go to Cobb County, can go to Cobb. The Braves are there. Look, hey, hey, you got you got the battery. I love the battery too. me, me too. Uh, I feel safe there. Uh, me too. Me too. <laughs> me too. And not because it's not nigga, 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 nigga. But there though.
2: Niggas
1: out there, you know. But. uh but I, I just enjoy the battery myself. But the point is, you know, you can look at even all that or whatever. And I think that with somebody like Arthur, to get into it, he would never do that because he hasn't done it. Because you could have really just did it once the Vic thing happened.
0: And that's why I didn't want you to contextualize it because I know Arthur literally, won't do
1: Literally, they drafted Matt Rhyme, and the rest has kind of been history. I mean, okay, 28-3. to 3. Okay. And so you bring that in, but Arthur drafted who he thought would be the guy. I don't think that I didn't expect that first year. You go eleven and five and you win football games, you go to the playoffs. Like nobody expected that. You sign a guy like Michael Turner at running back, and he's he's no star. Like, you know, you didn't pay him the way a star gets paid.
0: You didn't give us a sixteen hundred or eighteen hundred yard season. It's eighteen hundred with uh,
1: I think eighteen or twenty touchdowns. He had a fucking year. Uh, he was arguably the best running back in the NFL that year. Crazy enough, and I know he definitely led the league in
0: rushing that year. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I, I I I think we're both understanding from a if if you're if you're gonna zoom out and say that there is a a legitimate reason to tank in football if if handled properly but for the like players and coaches don't tank and none of the sports do players and coaches tank the tanking only happens from the front office
1: look at the texans this year they purposely hired a guy that in most people even though i don't think they even did that bad even though he's a lifer he was a scapegoat like you set him up because you're like, well, he's not really head coach material. That's why he's been in the league for thirty fucking years and he's never had a job being a head coach. I mean, Nick Fangio, like,
0: he, no, he, Vic, he, Vic. I don't. Know, who you, you talking about Vic Fangio in Denver?
1: I was talking about what's his name. Cull- Nick Casario. I talk about cu- the
0: coach, David Kelly. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry.
1: And so, like, but but I brought in Fangio too because he's an example. Even though the Broncos like had this thing, doesn't it feel like they were just setting him up to get really their next coach? Like I, I think,
0: I think Fangio, um, was an NFL lifer who's well respected, and at some point the NFL community says he deserves a head coaching job because he is a top five defensive coordinator in the league. Whether or not we think he'll be a good head coach, it's up for debate, but. He's better than whatever coordinator we're probably gonna hire. Like
1: he's he, not a good pool of guys. Either either the good guys are have jobs and you can't take them, you can't interview them, or even if you a la Urban Meyer, uh Jim Harbaugh, these college guys that you have wanted
2: and a cop and You I'm a cop and you will respect my authority. Hey. Herb.
1: Herb, Herb Cartman. Um, but Herb Cartman, ladies and gentlemen, but, uh, you know, you could go that route too, right? You can do the college thing. I was shocked too that Jim Harwell didn't get that, this job with the Vikings. I figured he was a slam dunk hire, but because why wouldn't you? Like if you remember even last year for the Falcons, when they were doing their hiring, I said, I want Jim. I said, we can get Jim. I said, let's do Jim.
0: You wanted Jim. You want? I didn't want, I didn't want yeah. Jim last year, but I, I I was wrong for not wanting I do like
1: Arthur Smith now. Like, I think he did a lot with nothing. But, like, come on,
0: man. I forgot to know something, nigga. Come on now.
1: Yeah, exactly. But come on now. You got a guy like Jim out there. So you can go these different routes is all I'm saying for coaching. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like they purposely – the tanking is in once you see the hire. Like, you know, some people are an unknown commodity. Like the Bears hire Ibra right. From uh, the Colts,
0: yeah, but so let's be honest.
1: The Colts are in prime position. They're trying to win football games, and they do want to make the well, playoffs, and they have talent on the roster. It just depends. It's circumstantial. It depends on the state of your roster. At well, you end. know,
0: Ibraflus. Eber, let, let's just let's just be real. Ibraflus got that job because Bill Polian was a part of the coach search, and Ibraflus comes right. from yes. And Iberfluz is part of the Marinelli coaching tree, which is part of the Dungey coaching tree. Bill Polian, uh, yeah, Got Bill Polian, Tony Dungey, Rod me. Marinelli. Time in Detroit, that yeah. sucked. It, it was a fucking inside job, man. Like, it sucked. And so you talked about coaching. Let's talk about the Rooney Rule. Let's just let's just talk about the Rooney Rule and uh, man, thoughts.
1: Brian Flores' impression. I'm sorry. It's racist. We go ahead.
0: <laughs> so the Rooney rule is a National Football League policy that requires league teams to interview ethnic minority candidates for head coaching and senior football operations job. It is an example of affirmative action, even though there is no hiring quota or hiring preference given to minorities, only an interviewing quota. It was established in two thousand three and variations of the rule are now in place in other industries. Okay. And here, here, here's, let me tell you about Cracker Crumbs and how sometimes uh, things get whited up, right? It is, how do we help these niggers? All right. All right. First, first thing you want to do is not call them niggers, okay? Because when you call them niggers, they're not going to want your help. And not then...
1: Very receptive.
0: Right. And then they're going to get loud and they're going to cause a scene. And then you're going to get upset and then you're going to feel bad and go, oh, my God, I didn't mean to do that. You know what? Here you can have it. And then they're going to accept it, but then not even be validated and accepted because it goes, oh, well, you just gave this to me because you called me a nigga and I raised hell. And then everybody on the outside is going to say you're only getting this because they called you a nigga and you raised hell. And I'm not anti affirmative action. I'm not because I think you need to put in place for a reason. Yeah, exactly. It's put in place for a reason. But when applying affirmative action, you have to do it in good faith. Uh, and it goes on both ends from the majority. Make sure that when you're bringing people in to hire them or you're hiring people to meet your fucking quota, that they are qualified or overqualified for the job. They are people who could get that job under normal circumstances. They just weren't given the they weren't given the best opportunity to get that job.
1: Also, it just wasn't the right time or like, I mean, this is it, it just comes down to two. when you're the owner of your own company and you do something like that, you need to be able to look at something and say, hey, this is how I do things. This is how I want it to run. I got in this position to where there shouldn't be outside opinions helping me make this decision. The decision is mine. And at the end of the day, it's unfortunate, but that's how this world is. And we have to get, we have to, it's not that we shouldn't challenge how this world is, but at the end of the day, you've got to be respectful of that too. We need to respect the idea that these people, they're billionaires, like they're rich as fuck. These people get to make that decision at the end of the day. They get to decide who the fuck they want to hire, like who they want to put in certain positions of power. Yes, would it look great if we had more black people considering the NFL has got to at least be, over 50% black, right? 73%. Yeah. So in the NBA, we see, obviously, there's more black coaches. A lot of them typically are former players, or if they're not former players, they certainly have the experience or something, like a fizz or something. Like, these are people that have all this experience. Ty Luz, Mark Jackson was a coach, obviously. Uh, But it's the same thing with white people. Like, people were mad about Steve Nash getting hired to the Nets.
0: Why? They, he wanted him. rent wanted him. That's that who the they game.
1: wanted. And Steve Nash is a very accomplished player, so he knows what he's talking about,
0: too. Right. Right. Derek Fisher got hired by the Knicks. So there is, is, we celebrate Derek Fisher getting hired uh, by not being a coach. We celebrate Mark Jackson getting hired by not being a coach but we're mad that Steve Nash got it. And, and that's the bullshit when I say we have to be real on both sides is either the oppressor and the oppressed people. You, when, you're on the, when you're on the receiving end of affirmative action, for one, be mindful that you may have got this because of affirmative action. Let me tell you. Two, you. Be Make sure, though, that you are good enough, and if you get turned down or if you're in affirmative action higher and then you're immediately let go because you, you're not fucking good, don't blame it on you being black. Blame it on you not being good enough. There is – it's a two-way street here.
1: This is going to be a great clip to cut and put even out there for the people for IG because let me tell you something. We want to talk about the bigger issues. Let's talk about the biggest elephant in the room. Fuck the coaching. Fuck the GMs. What about the ownership? Michael Jordan, I think, out of the four major sports, might be the only majority black owner in sports. And
0: yeah, so, Magic Johnson is a Dodgers. He's part of ownership. Not even
1: majority majority Jordan's the only one and Jordan's yep. a former player and it's the NBA, but why, it has the can't get, why can't we get some black owners? Because now the interview process changes. They're in on the meetings too. If it's 32 in the NFL, if it's 32 fucking white men in a room and I'm not calling them racist, but like the thing is, is that, well, how does it change? Okay. Well, we'll do the Rooney, whatever that is. What about what about getting the ownership? What about the money? There's plenty of black people that have the money to own a team if they desire to do that. Why don't we get a black owner in the NFL? I don't. There's never been a black owner in the NFL. Let's get a black owner. And no, I don't want Jay Z or Sean Combs to be the fucking owner. Kanye, I'm a big Kanye fan. I don't want Kanye to be the owner of an NFL team. I want they're not going to run it properly to do it. But there still is plenty of black people with money. Everybody holds Condoleezza Rice in big regard. Obviously, she's not a billionaire. She can't afford a team. I think she got interviewed once for, like, I don't know if it was coaching or, like, GM. Somebody interviewed Condoleezza Rice once for a job.
0: I want to say she got interviewed. Like, I know she's involved in sports, and, like, they wanted her and to, like. The college football
1: playoff committee, right? Right. Like, like she's held in higher guard, and, hey. you know, black people look at her as her him and Colin Powell. I mean, Chappelle made fun of it, but like these are black people that are looked at as traitors because they're on the Bush administration. But it doesn't mean yeah, because you would turn out
0: a because you would out a job on the Bush administration if you were qualified for. It. Get exactly, the fuck out exactly. of here,
1: exactly. And then you really are good at what you do. I don't remember. I mean, I was young. You know, we were young. The Bush administration was like I feel like elementary and middle, and then of course Obama's high school, college, and so yeah. like you know everybody loves President Obama.
0: They okay. don't even know. Hey, niggas don't, mean, don't even know why they Obama love Obama.
1: too, but go ahead. Like,
0: <laughs> I, I don't want to get into some of the Obama. I'm gonna
1: stuff. get into politics I'm, I'm, again.
0: I'm not anti. am not anti Obama, but yeah, a lot of y'all niggas not like either. Obama. Y'all like y'all like Obama for a lot of the wrong reasons, but that's another reason. Yeah, and it's okay for that to be your only reason. Just just admit it. Just admit it. You just so, want to
1: see a nigga, I, I right.
2: get it.
0: I get. And, it too. To your ownership thing, man, Th- that's why again I proposed this crazy theory and this media shit because it'll never stick. Is that you have to earn, you have to own, earn your ownership, right? You have to be able to maintain it because ownership has to be competitive. Uh, because again, owning the team or in the NBA, governing the team, because you know they don't call them owners no more, um, it, it it needs to be as competitive as winning games is. Because when it's not as competitive as winning games is, there's no incentive for you to change the way you think. Because guess what? You can put in all these great diversity rules, but if you don't have diverse decision makers, and if you don't have a reason to make the owners, the rich billionaires, most of them in their and, and, and on the back end of their life, Making those people change the way they think or just change their actions to appeal to you or appease you, nothing's going to happen if there's no threat of them losing their team because they're not a good owner. Nothing's going to happen because football or sports ownership is much different than most business ownership. Right? Yeah. To, to own a, most businesses, you have to be a competent individual in order to own and run that business. Because if it's a you huge corporate position, right? To yeah. get to that position, uh. He, usually, there's a board that can vote you out if you fucking suck, right? Or you just won't, or if you start a business yourself, if you're not good, your business will flop. Exactly. Where pro sports, you would think Bill Belichick would own a football team, right? Because he is like the brightest football mind we've ever seen. But he's probably never going to own a team because, for one, he's going to coach until he's too fucking he old. old. You know, he's
1: old to,
0: now. To be an owner, right? All the owners are kind
1: of old. And
0: yeah, but by the time he retires, like he's not, he's gonna not want to take on these
1: systems are so similar. I mean, you look at the government, right? We look at everybody talks about the president. Fuck the president. What about Congress, right? Most of these people, they have unlimited terms. They're typically old white men, typically, um, majority crazy
0: crazy white women, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, The
1: similarities between the two in reality. And so, like, I understand how everybody can. Look at something and be like, you know. Now there's only 32 NFL owners, and the people get to decide who's your representative, whether for the House or the Senate. I mean, that's what's supposed to be America's a democracy, right? But it's yeah,
0: all democracy.
1: It's also a fucking capitalistic society, so money means something too, and we know this. Everybody knows that money means something, and so I just think that you've got to take these things and strive, and of course there will be improvements like there will eventually be a black owner in the nfl i believe eventually it's got to happen there's no way because then it will continue to be looked at as you yeah, know these motherfuckers really might be racist and like but they're not racist just because they're like no we just i'm sorry this white guy we thought he was better to run it it's not because he's a negative if he had the same resume as the white man and the white man had his resume, we would have picked him too. I guess it's kind of how they're going to look at it. And,
0: right and also, a good old boys club, like, if I know you and you want to buy in, I mean, look at our former president, Donald Trump. He had enough money to buy in at one point in time. They didn't want him, so he didn't buy in. Yeah, because they
1: didn't think that he was fit to do it.
0: So, again, we're not here defending the the perceived racist owners or the alleged racist owners, racist owners. Uh, you just got to provide context to this stuff. And a lot of the world we live in is is relationship built and identity built. So, like, if I can identify with somebody, I tend to want to be around those people. I, I tend to be more open to those people. And I tend to view their less than favorable characteristics properly because I can properly contextualize them. Uh, uh, like, you and I can sit around and we can talk, curse, use the use the N-word and use the B-word. And I don't think you're a dumb, ignorant nigger because that's how you're speaking in this point in time. I know that you're a high functioning human being who's running a successful business right now and you make real adult decisions and you speak uh, you speak like uh, you should in the business place when you're in the business place.
1: For sure. And that's why, you know, judging pers- a person off of anything if you don't know them, you can't judge. them. like, yes, you can get a feeling or a anything like you can, you can gauge a situation however you want. And most people, they go off their hunch, right? They should. Nine times out of 10, you could be, you're probably right. Because that's, that's however you were raised or however, whatever happened, that's how you gauge situations. But at the same time, we also can be wrong and people forget we're all human. So like, People, we all would be wrong, like, and we just have to understand that. And I, I, just think that in a situation like this, the Rooney Rule is great in general because people that are black, they should be there's, there should be enough of them in it to where you are interviewing them for these positions, whether it be GM, head coach, or not. But like I said, if we break it down into a bigger thing, let's talk about the ownership. I mean that is where this really, if we want to start breaking it down, everybody's mad about a coach or a GM. Well, what about and grant teams don't go up for sale very often. We saw the last team I can truly remember, obviously getting sold, was because Donald Sterling.
0: Panthers. Panthers.
1: Yeah, and Tepper is the richest owner in the NFL. And then Cronk second. So, like, he's the richest dude. And so, like, he fucking licensed the NFL's shit. He owns Fanatics. Like, everybody buys, if you buy sports stuff for the most part, you're probably getting it from him. And so, he's rich enough to where it's just like, well, he's the highest bidder. I mean, but same thing with the Clippers. In reality, the Clippers aren't worth $2 billion. But guess what?
0: He paid cash. I don't even think he was the highest bidder. He paid cash.
1: He, he paid cash, and then if you just look at him, um, what's his name? Um, um,
0: got Microsoft. bomber bomber Steve
1: Balmer. Yeah. Steve Balmer also is enthusiastic as fuck.
0: He's he a is, good owner, too, though.
1: He, But he's enthusiastic. He's at the games. He's dapping up everybody.
0: Bro, do you know he did during a,
1: COVID? He's a high-energy guy. He's perfect owner.
0: You know, during, during COVID, he bought. His enti- he bought the entire team home gyms once they got locked in and realized like you know everybody don't have like a gym in their house because everybody there didn't have like a big ass house, you know what I mean? He bought the whole team home gyms so that they could work out and stay in shape, uh keep lifting, all that stuff during COVID. Like Steve Ballmer isn't just here to make the money.
1: Yeah. He's exactly the type, regardless of race. He's exactly. Who you want owning a team though? Like, oh, hear who's me who's out. Owned, I, I don't, the Hawks are owned by a group, or they were now. No, yeah, that's
0: still a group because Grant Hill is part of the ownership group.
1: But, I, but there's actually a face on it now. Like, the Braves are owned by a group. We don't even know, I don't know who the CEO that it's owned by a group. That's a group statement whenever you talk about the Braves and you know, everybody's like, you know, Braves got all this talent. They draft well, they always accumulate picks and stuff. And you look at it and you're just like, well, god damn it! I mean, can we spend some money? But it's owned by a group, and so like you don't even know who to address.
0: And groups don't make decisions very well. And one thing I think um, because Steve, of multiple opinions, like Steve Ballmer is your I I think owners should be the super rich, competitive billionaires like Steve Ballmer, who he doesn't. I'm not saying he doesn't care about the team turning a profit, but if you look at the money he spends on his coaching staff. Uh, the luxury cap uh, tax money that he's spending, it's more than just the money for him. He's competitive and he wants to win. He wants, he really wants to take LA from the Lakers, which he'll never do, but he wants to do it and he's trying to do it. And, or you want to have some hundred millionaires who are trying to get to that billion, who are so hungry that they're going to claw to get there. But you get these fucking, these, and this is going to sound crazy, but like these average billionaires, you know, the ones who like, yeah, they got their billions. But they don't they're not like Balmer rich, they're not fucking uh uh my man's in fucking Carolina rich because he's he's trying to fucking win Tampa's trying to win. <laughs> yeah. And 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 like especially these 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 legacy owners, man, like they care more about the showpiece than they do about winning the game. But let, let's get into my Bill Belichick. No, you know what? Let's go to what happens next. We'll go to the Bill Belichick conspiracy next. Uh, after that so what happens next probably pete where do we go from here and maybe we've already talked about it but is there change that is going to happen because i'm going to put it out here i don't think shit gonna change look at me it's cash in a big one emporia app go get it for you gamblers but I mean, the NFL with the Colin Kaepernick thing, um, we, the league has shown that they don't really care. You know, Michael Jackson said, "I want to," all I want to say is that they don't really care about us. Was well, it the, the great? No, I had a, I had something saved, man. I was gonna have a little Kanye for you. Let me know when you're ready, though. Um, go good. I got
1: a random call. But go ahead.
0: Okay, but yeah, so we like. Let's see where we go. George Bush doesn't care about black people, and I'm not here to talk about George Bush not caring about black people. But I'm here to talk about the NFL not caring about black people. Because guess what? We are the help. That's all we are. Are the help. At one point in time, we could only play certain. We couldn't play it all. Then they go, oh shit, them niggas are big and fast and strong. So then we can only play certain positions. Ah oh, man, black players—they're not cerebral. They can't think that way. They can't play center. They can't play middle linebacker. They can't play quarterback. Well, a lot of the guys who play middle linebacker can't play professional football anymore because nobody cares about a guy who's 6'2", 250 pounds and runs a 4'9", 40. Uh, son, you better put your hand in the dirt. Oh, no, you're not strong enough or fast enough to play DN. You're not big enough to play tackle. You're not a football player anymore. Oh, yep. Fullback, not not playing football anymore. And even with the quarterbacks, as much as we see Tom Brady being great, as much as we see Matt Stafford being great, the the, the traits that are proving to be the winning quarterback traits are leaning towards your black quarterbacks. Yeah, like can you first read, second read, third read, check down? All right, bet. But can you make plays um, out of sequence? Yes. What Matt Stafford? He's not running like Lamar Jackson or Michael Vick, but Matt Stafford, he can scramble. He can, make, he can make a big play off the scramble. Joe Burrow, his biggest plays that he made in the AFC Championship were runs on third down. You, you know, uh hell, who else played? Patrick Mahomes. Well, he's black. And you see what he does. Uh J- James Garoppolo is gonna be on a good team next year, and they're, about, they're gonna be they're gonna be underwhelmed. Aaron Rodgers, great arm talent, but don't forget Aaron Rodgers used to run a lot. <laughs> um, super athletic. So the the skill sets that a lot of that are natural to a lot of black quarterbacks who were too dumb to play the position is now becoming the base skill set. I mean, I talked about Josh Allen being good Cam Newton, accurate Cam Newton. Same, same boss. Like it's it's all coming full circle. And don't get me wrong, you still have to be able to. To throw from the pocket, but nobody nobody wants matter. Kyle Trask.
1: Size Hi. matters too, and size. that's why a guy like Blake Sims, for instance, Blake was a in quarterback at Alabama. They won you know eleven or twelve games. They lost to Ohio State. Um, Blake was four inches taller. Blake would have been drafted.
0: In that yeah, time. Blake is even in the
1: fourth round. He would have been drafted, right? And so. Size matters. That's all I'm saying.
0: But go ahead. Uh, bring me back to this point when we're done. But w- what do you really think happens next here? Because at each level now, the NFL—I I will give the NFL—and I'm and, no fuck that. I'm not giving the NFL credit. I'm going to give society credit to realizing that a lot of these racial stances are stupid, <laughs> and they eventually like. Start to see people of different races and cultures in a more favorable light. Does this happen in the coaching and front office model? I mean, my God, one of the best active coaches, one of the best coaches in NFL history. A guy who has not had a losing season and went eight and eight with fucking Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. The only Ducks. black coach left standing, Mike Tomlin. Yes. Goddamn,
1: he's a warrior. We got we can't be disrespecting
0: Duck like this. Man, fuck Duck. He's doing Don't what you know Stand corrected. But I love, I love Duck. Do, do, do you think I, I I love some good Duck too? Ty Duck. Oh my God.
1: So uh, duck Confit is obviously like, you know, they used to, you know, they shut down a Twist or uh, I think it was called Twist, but it was at um, not Linux, but. Uh, now I'm losing track of that. The other hey. one, Buckhead.
0: Uh, Phipps.
1: Phipps Plaza.
0: Hey, are we going to the uh, grand opening of Nobu Atlanta?
1: I want to go. It, it's over there. It's like, at the I want to go. I mean, you know, it's pretty
0: cool. Nobu's here.
1: Like, yeah,
0: I feel like we should go there sometimes. I've been to two Nobu's. I've not been to one because I'm a brokey. I went to one in
1: the... Maybe what we consider kind of the per capita is the richest place on earth. New York or really? LA? Uh-uh. I'm talking on earth. So it's out the country. Not Dubai. Yeah, I, say, yeah, I, say, I was saying out the country Dubai either.
0: It was Dubai.
1: I mean, is there a Nobu in Dubai? I'm sure, I'm sure there is. I don't
0: think so. I was on the website today actually looking at. Uh, I went to Nobu in Monte Carlo.
1: So we're talking south of France. I mean, fat cats all around the place.
0: Are you talking about the, the guys or the women? Both. <laughs>
1: both, both, because they they kind of one they 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 coincide. So like, yeah, <laughs> if, if it's a someone with a fat wallet, certainly a fat cat in there too. Mm-hmm. And so, I but yes, to answer your question, absolutely, I would I want to go. Like you know,
0: uh, it, back to the real question: What happens sushi. next?
1: Overpriced sushi. But well, go ahead.
0: That's fine. What what happens yeah, that? What that? I, look, bro, I had Albany sushi before we started spot. Oh.
1: How was that?
0: It wasn't terrible. I mean, it wasn't great, but it's mm-hmm. was all right.
1: You're close to water a little bit. Uh, yeah,
0: I'm pretty close, sure you're to closer water. to the coast than I am. I, I still would trust yours more than I trust mine. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so what do you think happens next after with this Brian Flores suit? Do you think anything comes of it? or is it I think he man? just
1: won't get a job, and he's not going to win it. I think those are the two easiest answers and the best betting odds.
0: So you just say he's still a nigger?
1: I think that's how it's going to be looked at, yeah.
0: Okay, so I, I think one interesting point- or, or or Or,
1: and I'm talking about or, outside of them just dismissing it all together, they'll probably settle. At the very least, the NFL doesn't want to be in that predicament because, like we talked about earlier, it's more than just sports. If this comes out and they were able to do that, the NFL will sleep it under the rug, and maybe that's why he's suing. It. And most people sue because of that. They honestly, I think, in my opinion, most people sue to settle.
0: I hope he's not, not a settled, settle. like 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 Cap did.
1: It's like it's like having an ace and a nine in blackjack and the dealer's got 10, for the most part, you probably aren't going to lose at the very least you'll push. So
0: I I hope he's not suing the seller. I hope he's being a true martyr because I mean, the sad thing about Colin Kaepernick, he sued, he settled, and we don't even get the details of that. And not that I care about the money. I care more about, you know, what was said, what the NFL, you know, admitted to doing, um, So the thing that I think was maybe the smoking gun here came from Bill Belichick, a text congratulating Brian on winning the job uh, for the Giants, where Brian Dayball, who is the Giants' new coach, which it makes sense because the GM came from Buffalo uh, instead of Brian Flores, who, you know, he's part of the Belichick tree as is Dayball. Um, And Flores was like, uh, pretty much like, hey, coach, uh, I had interviewed yet. and then Bill's like, "Oh shit, I fucked this up." And some people are like, "Oh my god, how dare he put Bill Belichick out like that?" Look, Bill Belichick gave this guy a job 22 years ago. He vouched for him. I am more than confident.
1: Bill's not the issue, even though the texts are a little funny. Texts you know. are
0: weird, but I'm more than confident that he told Bill, "Hey, here's what I'm doing. Here's here's I'm I'm using this." And no matter how Bill feels about it, when you got that much time invested in somebody, especially somebody that you mentored, I, I, I am inclined to believe that you're not going to be pissed off about it. So for those people who are trying to say, "Oh, he threw Belichick under the bus," okay, maybe, but I, I doubt it. And for and for everyone saying that Bill made a mistake, and I heard I heard Chris Long talk about it today, and I was like, "Damn it, Chris Long." You're you're saying what I'm saying before I'm saying it. But I I, I don't think Bill did that on accident. You're talking about the most detailed coach in the league, arguably in history. You're talking about a coach who changes game plans mid-game in order to beat a team. You talk about a coach whose teams have a different identity week to week because it's about winning. Do your job. It's about the details.
1: The Patriot
0: way. The Patriot way. Do you really think he fucked up a text? Like some people say, oh, we all mess up text. Yeah. We're all not as meticulous as Bill Belichick. We're not Bill. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Hey, if you're listening to this, you're not going to be at, as good at anything you do as Bill Belichick is. As what, what he does. You're just not going to be that good. You're, you're not. Okay. So, I think Bill does it on accident to show B flow, his guy, one of his most trusted D coordinators. I mean, the guy who called the Malcolm Butler play, give him a heads up to, to show him the fuck shit that's going on. And um, then he still has plausible deniability goes, Oh, I, I forgot. I mean, Brian D Brian F their names are next to each other. in My phone. If that's an Android, because on an iPhone, uh, your names are fucking sorted by last name, not first name. I'm just saying, I I think Bill tipped him off just to let him know the fuck shit.
1: You know, it's funny. They're talking about this in the group right now. Uh, Oh, they are? Yeah, literally right now. It's kind of funny. You know, there needs to be a platform and StreamYard, I'm sorry, but there needs to be a platform where you can just add in people. That'll just like talk because literally they're talking about it right now. And who's
0: talking about it? Because I, I I can call one of them niggas right now.
1: Who's, who's it's justice? It's uh, J P. It's uh, Boink.
0: Think should, who, who who should we call? Who you want to call?
1: Get Boink in. I like to hear Boink's input. Boink is such a level-headed person, and so, I can't
0: believe they're quoting uh fucking Jason Titlock.
1: Well, you know, Titlock, you know, another guy, we start talking about when black people get positions, you look at the people that are getting them. I I, I think I could do Jason Miller personally, but. Um, oh, God, we all can.
0: But you know what? Titlock is good at pissing people off. He, he is. He, he, he said stuff that makes you click. Well, Joel's probably like an hey, answer. He's probably like, why is that?
1: Please you leave your message for yeah,
0: six. Joel doesn't love us.
1: Uh, let's go, let's go, Justice. Yeah, bring Justice in. He knows we're recording too. Like, I know that he knows that. He's not here. Like, he's not right. that he knows that. Joel's an asshole. Hey, man, Joel's in the room. Like, just give me a second.
0: <laughs> You're good. Joel's probably going to text me and be like, What do you want? Yo, what up, Louie? Hey, what's up, Hoose? We're, Pierce and I are recording, and we're talking about this Bill Belichick, Brian Flores. And, and, I'm, and I'm saying it's a conspiracy theory that Bill did this shit on purpose. And I haven't read the group. Uh, uh, what's going on, Justice? Like, fill me in on how, what you think about this shit. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear him. Okay, back So
3: I I think that you said that you believe that Bill Belichick knows like he's full aware of what's going on correct like, yes. like he intentionally sent the message
0: yes and then because their names are the same he has plausible deniability but i know on my iphone uh f's and uh d's are not going to be next to each other even if they have the same name because the last names are sorted i mean names are sorted by last name not first name
3: right well <sighs> I'm hold on, let me put my I'm sorry, let me put my phone on charge. All right. You're,
1: you're, you're, on, on, you're, you're on the big baby podcast. You're
3: on the
0: podcast, by the way. Sorry. You're, you're on, we're live.
3: My apologies. So oh, no
0: apologies,
3: um, So with that said, um, I don't think that Bill Belichick wants bad publicity, to be quite frank. I mean, and to me, this kind of would seem like bad pub, but it could also be kind of a reverse psychology type moves I you know um I, I am just under the impression like based off what I picked up digitally from how Bill Belichick carries himself on television and interviews that this is the last thing that he will want, but again who i I'm in no position to say, but I don't think that's the case I think that. Bill Belichick's an older man. He could have mistakenly text um, Brian Flores when he meant to text uh, Dayball, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, and he could have made an honest mistake. And um, there could be potentially a good old boy system behind closed doors in the NFL, and, man, even the most cherished and you know heralded people – that you would think in the public eye could be a part of that good old boy system, you know,
0: you know, maybe so. And I, and I wouldn't be shocked if, if Bill was a part of the good old boy system, but I'm not going to lie to you. I came on here Monday and I was just really, really giving, you know, just really giving Bill Belichick his flowers. And I just truly really want to believe that he's above that. And that he was looking out for his guy in the best way that he could. Because I, I can imagine that Brian Flores had voiced his frustrations with the hiring about the hiring process uh, to yeah. Bill Belichick, and you know Bill Belichick knows, although he has not had to go through the hiring process in well over twenty years.
3: Nope, sure hasn't. He he has not, and he's done a lot of interviewing. And I think this. I mean, and there almost has to be this is what we do know, right? At least this is what I take away from it. There's clearly a secret chain of higher ups who talk about this stuff. Like Yeah, Kraft and Jerry, they run the league. Like a group chat almost. Like kind of kind of you know, we've all been a part of group chat. And why does Bill Belichick know he is not the head coach of the New England Patriots? Why I'm
1: sorry,
3: I'm sorry, I made a mistake He is not the head coach Of the New York Giants You know, they both have new in their names so I'm sorry uh, And I actually think he, he did work, he, I think he worked for the Giants at one point But Yeah, um, he,
1: was a, he was Bill most Defensive coordinator
3: Hall
0: of Fame Correct. fucking um, game he, player he, I made
1: Bill Bel- People forget Bill Belichick Won Super Bowls before
0: Well, and I get it, alright,
3: look, I get it He's tied in, but because do you think that Kent do you guys think that Kent State is calling Nick Saban and letting him know or LSU <laughs> is calling Nick Saban and saying, hey man, do you think that do people associate I mean, him with that? I mean, yes, people hate, and
1: that's
3: called that's, that's college ball. We can keep it strictly professional football, but it is odd that Giants brass would let Bill Belichick know. What's going on in their front office? That's weird, man. That's weird. It's
0: fishy and it's odd. It is, but you know the Mara family has been running the Giants forever, and Bill has a great Bill relationship. Is so highly with him.
1: respected, and Bill. Yeah, is, Bill it's is just Bill like Jerry's.
0: Yeah, it's like Jerry's relationship with Sean with Sean Payton. You know, I'm sure Sean Payton knows things about the uh, the Cowboys that he shouldn't know uh, based on who he is and where he is in life. But because Jerry, though Jerry likes him, loves him, he, he gives him information. Just like I feel like the Mars give Bill information because, you know, they've been wanting Belichick to come back
3: forever. Does Sean have ties to the Cowboys? Like, Was he ever on staff yeah.
1: before he yeah. was? I mean, he's, he's a Parcells
3: guy. Just like yeah, you. Parcells guy, QB coach.
1: That's okay.
3: how you got the so. right. Okay, all right, makes sense. I mean, no, it makes sense. I just wanted to make sure. I didn't know. I I genuinely didn't know where. I mean, hell, uh, what is his? What's his name? He he just retired. Obviously, the Saints head coach. Yeah, Sean Payton. Uh, Sean Payton literally has been their coach. For the most part, since I can remember, since I was like a
0: child, so 07, probably like 6,
3: 07. 06. like until I was of age to really be cognizant of what was going on in pro football.
0: Yeah, you no, know, yeah, but he was he was he, before that he was the quarterbacks coach under uh, Bill Parcells
1: and Tony Romo being at the start. Of t- think about like Tony Romo calls football games, but he was at the start of his career when Sean Payton was the quarterbacks coach there. Yeah undrafted you know free it's agent sticky, man
3: it, it, it's sticky this is what this is what i take away from it there's clearly a uh it's not a secret society it's a public secret society of higher ups and honestly to be quite frank with you it was seem as if the nfl behind closed doors is not taken as seriously Like, it's taken seriously in the public eye. Like, you know how these guys, they do their post-game interviews, how they handle uh, scouting, recruiting. Well, not recruiting, but I'm technically recruiting, but I guess scouting and uh, drafting and practices. I mean, HBO does the the hard-knock camps, and everything's super serious with these guys, man. Like, honestly, you would think the NFL – I mean, it, it's treated it's treated like a, a force I mean, I guess it is. I mean it, it everything is treated extremely fiercely. It's not a game. You know, and it just seemed seen behind clo- closed doors now with the information being shared by Flores and uh Hugh Jackson that and even this whole Belichick thing with him from from what I perceive is accidentally texting him is that it might not be as serious as we think. I mean, in a weird way. I mean, and to be quite frank, i've I've been in I've been counter, I've got a peer that plays in the NFL, and um, I forget the gentleman's name off the top of my head. But in the public eye, everybody hates him. Um, but behind Ooh. closed door, apparently the players, coaches, everybody loves him. Um, I forgot the gentleman's name. He was just the Jets head coach last year. Oh, Gaze. So, oh yeah. Adam Gaze? He fucking sucks.
0: Yeah, Gaze. Gaze about sucks. Gaze.
1: Yeah, we, we, me and Justice were just at a bar. Uh, surprise, surprise. Um, uh, And we talked about that. Actually, it's funny that this even got brought up, but we did talk about that ironically when we were with the charters. We were with multiple charter players, and I'm talking eight, maybe eight charter players were there. And we talked about this, how – you know, they're cool with Gase. They were talking about how Gase, you know, you text, your FaceTime, I mean, these guys hang out together in a weird way. The coaches be hanging out with the players because they're all grown men. Yeah. And now, Zach Taylor, 36, 37.
0: Gosh, I mean. If, on, you, you know McVeigh and, 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 and uh, Stafford put back Bruce together.
1: Some of the players are older than them. Yeah. So – is it really surprising that the, these guys, they hang out, they talk to? Like, it, there is no surprise there. There's no shock. And so, um, but, yeah, in bringing something like that up, just because we know from firsthand information, right, from being around these people, that this is what happens in the NFL.
0: And, you know, partly, Pete, an uh, uh, earlier point that we made, or that I made, is that the owners, they view it, they look at the bottom line more than they look at wins and losses players and coaches care about wins and losses owners care about dollars and cents. And by dollars and cents, I mean dollars and thousands of dollars. Cause guess who got an email today about, Hey, would you like to renew your uh, seats uh, with the Atlanta Falcons? you fucking right. <laughs> that's what they care about. They care about fucking PSLs and receiving ticket holders and all of that stuff.
1: Well, or according to justice, really? they care about selling hot dogs and, Letting Kanye have listening <laughs> parties—that's what Arthur Blank's in the business for—is for that.
3: Well, I I, I think that a, a bulk of NFL owners are in the business of selling event space, and which is lucrative, and and selling hot dogs. I mean, if you can, if it's like this, the more you buy, the cheaper the more the more the product you buy, the cheaper it is. And these guys are buying hot dogs and sodas—a penny a cup, a penny a hot dog, and a penny a abundant. Um, the margins, <laughs> seriously. No, I know. Not, and, and it's actually, um, a lot of these guys, I mean, they're, again, they're in the business of events, but they're food salesmen. They're glorified, you know, food salesmen and event space. And,
0: and fashion designers.
3: And, well, th- that too. <laughs> and, at this point, every – come on, it's 32 owners in the NFL, 32 teams. They know damn well when they go to these league me- meetings. I think they have in Florida. I think that's where they have them. Oh, man. They've done it here.
1: They've done it in Atlanta.
3: Well, they have these league meetings every time, you know, over the summer. And come on, man. Some of these guys know the roster they have. They know they're not winning, man. So – um.
0: They're doing a lot of him. toot. They're doing a lot of toot and fucking a lot of hookers. It's
3: a lot of, a lot, a lot of it. A lot. I mean, a lot. Um, you know, you know. I'm shocked that Vince McMahon's not a part of legal owners. I mean, I, you know, he's too reckless for those guys. Oh no, but, no, they don't want
0: him. He's a slime ball. You see how he well, treats his wrestlers. <laughs> we talked about how
3: Trump didn't get approved well, own a well, team. No, I mean, no, think I'm going to tell you something. Vince McMahon probably epitomizes what an NFL owner is. He just is like... No, no, no. I think that Vince epitomizes what an NFL owner is. How so? Honestly. Well, because think about it. Vince deals with athletes as well. And Hugh Hefner dealt with, you know, he was basically a, a soft porn salesman. Um, essentially. I mean, that's how I take it. I don't
0: know if Playboy ever got now, in the Hugh, Hugh Hefner is a fucking legal pimp. <laughs> <a pimp>. yeah. <laughs> he had a fucking brothel and he put his he put his hose in the magazine and said, Here's your yeah. coins.
1: Well, 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 that way, yeah, that way like, it's a well, legitimized business. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. but
0: but no money laundering
3: here. Vince McMahon dealt with athletes, like legitimate athletes, man. And you know, he dealt with weightlifting steroids, guys going off the turnbuckle, and um I would think just how
1: Vince CTE. has carried himself. CTE. And CTE. He said because of what? No, I said he deals with CTE as well, just like the NFL. He does.
3: I I just think that Vince McMahon and obviously he started his own league. So why would he start his own league? Because they wouldn't let him in into the circle of the thirty pounders I don't think it's because he didn't have enough money. I I just think that they didn't want him want him in because of one. What do you think about it? NFL owners are actually very private
0: men. I mean, like as far as not Robert Kraft, he goes to the he goes to your local rubbing <laughs> tug. <tuck. laughs> well,
1: no, not not well, Robert, Jeff yeah, yeah. Bezos and Elon Musk are not NFL owners. Bill Gates is not an NFL.
3: Well, owner. well apparently, and I have to. I mean, I, I'd have to pull a source, but apparently. You, Jeff has attempted to buy an NFL team, but they won't let him. You know, but then again, you know, Jeff owns what is it? What does he own? The, um, does he own the Washington Post, correct?
1: Yeah. And the largest, i Washington
3: largest Post. Logistic,
1: Amazon damn near so, is the largest logistic company in the world. And they're, well, not no, I know that.
3: Yeah. I, I, I'm, put, I know, I'm putting an I application with them soon. I, I know how he's made his fortune. What I'm saying is that he owns a, um, a news outlet that, might put out opinions and thoughts that aren't favorable to a lot of the owners' views. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's all speculation. But what I'm saying is, is this: is that um, Vince McMahon, PR-wise, just wouldn't be good for the NFL and um, the NFL. All these men, I, I, hell, boys, we're from Georgia. Basically, we're all basically from Atlanta. We're from the suburbs of Atlanta and. Man, how often do you hear about Arthur Blank in the news? Never, For anything. You don't. Never.
1: Unless he's... Never, man. And he's,
3: about it. He's, he's not the richest guy in the state. But, man, he, he owns one of the larger structures in downtown Atlanta. A little ah, It's not... I mean, circumference-wise, he, he definitely has to own the largest structure.
0: I the mean, richest guy in the, the state work. is obviously P. Is who? P. <laughs> QC? Come on now, nobody has more money than QC. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Pay? Oh, you mean Pete? C L P. Yeah. Hey, who's? Yeah. It's been great talking to you, man. We're at an hour and a half. We got a few more topics to hit, and I'm going to try to see sure. like, if Josh answers the phone, man. Thanks. I appreciate the call. Yep.
1: All right, glad to have you on.
0: Oops. Yeah. Well, Josh Holy said yeah. he doesn't want to talk to us.
1: No no interviews, is he Kanye now?
0: Uh, he's gonna reject the call yeah, he's got a
1: white woman and now he's Kanye. I don't get it. Yeah, I say too much. My bad. I mean, I, 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 I think it's
0: hilarious. <laughs> I mean, what kind of friend is this? Yeah, we, we call you want your once yeah, you the
1: phone and They're seeing it ring.
0: Right. Like he won't even like he's he's he won't even decline it. Right. He, sil- he silenced it. He's in the group talking to me right now. Here's Literally. Me a
3: message. This is Josh. Leave a message.
0: I'm gonna leave. At the tone, please
4: record leave your a message. message. When <laughs> you finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options.
0: This is Adam and Pierce. Here's our message.
1: We're here at the Big Baby Podcast, and we wanted you to join us um. And we know it's bullshit. We know that you looked at your phone because you just sent a message to the group. Come on, man, answer the goddamn phone.
0: I mean, this is this is just disgusting, Josh. We expect better from you, but you know what? JP didn't say he wouldn't answer, so he's getting called next. Goodbye. Jews talking to his damn mom. Well, I don't mean it like that. He's talking to yeah, his mom. I, I
1: come on, nobody, it's no disrespect. It's yeah, just, yeah,
0: no disrespect at all. Like, he's only
1: hold his mom and tell, like, you know,
0: because he would answer. JP used to be on this podcast, so he should answer. Everyone. Everyone. You know one crazy thing, though? Like, taking the race aspect away from it, a lot of NFL owners are just bad at hiring coaches. (laughs) Like, they turn over 25% of the league every year. Oh, yeah. All right. So, JP didn't answer. What happens next? What, what? We do, you want to a, do you want to talk about J, uh, uh, Bill Belichick or uh, <laughs> Tom Brady's retirement? Or We want to put that off yeah, the Yeah, let's talk about it a little uh, bit. Brady kind of retired. Um, yeah, Jeff, yeah.
2: Darlington,
0: Jeff Darlington and Adam Schefter reported over the weekend, and the Brady camp came out and said, no, 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 he's not retired, blah, blah, blah. And I, I came on here Monday and said, I think Brady had his people leak that out. Just so that um, he could be he could be in the headline since he wasn't playing, and then he had his people come out and refute it, and then he comes out Tuesday and says I retire. All right, Tom, you little nine little nine post, you little nine page Instagram post. I I guess he wants to control the narrative, but that's not how it works. Once you start leaking information, you tell somebody some stuff, it's going to get to the important people, and they're going to report it. And so many people were upset with the media for, how dare you not let Tom announce his retirement? Because this is how I feed my kids. So when I get information, I'm going to report it. Fuck Tom. And not to say that I don't have any respect for Tom because, no, Tom's dope. But once you tell one person, you've told 10 people. So if you don't think that that's going to get out, Tom's more media savvy than that. So, uh, you know, it is what it is It happened. I'll tell you, though, what? Let's tell you what, though, him not including the Patriots and Bill Belichick in his whole retirement piece was was funny because, you know, up in Boston, they think they're the center of the world and they weren't happy. Uh, th- th- they were pissed off about it. And um, I was listening to a podcast and, it, and apparently on a radio show in Boston, a, a question was asked, a legitimate radio show in Boston, Sports Talk Radio up there. Maybe they should hire me. Was do you think Tom hurt his legacy? By moving to Tampa Bay. What
1: type of fucking question is that?
0: He left the Pats. Tom Brady had
1: nothing to prove. Anyways. You know, I saw a wild stat. He could have ended his career. I think it was 2012 or something like that. And you know that he had 17 playoff wins and that would still be the most in the NFL history. We're talking ten years ago. I mean, that is AP. That
0: is unbelievable. Major Parlay, what's up, man? What's up? Uh, not much. We just wanted to call in. We saw y'all talking about Belichick and Flores in the group, and
1: well, we've got you live here on the Big Baby podcast. podcast. Welcome back, friend. What's up, Pod? We're here.
0: Yeah, we're here, man. So, like, what are your thoughts on this whole this whole Belichick? Do you think he, he leaked it on purpose?
1: Well,
4: I think it's one of those things where uh, we'll never know if he leaked it on purpose or not. Um, I mean, we could definitely, we could definitely, you know what I'm saying, it, it, it could go either way. I think there's a better chance that he sent that shit on purpose than him not saying that shit on purpose. But, I mean, Belichick is calculated and he knows that, you know what I'm saying, this is this is a mistake that he could make. See? Like, you know, he, he already had the excuse for this mistake. up. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure there's plenty of times where he wanted to say something, but he couldn't because the two coaching hires weren't both named Brian. But in this case, they were. So- That's going to be done with the shit in the next five years. So he's kind of just like, you know, fuck it.
0: Yeah, I, I that's that's how I felt uh major parlay. I, I felt like he was just he 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 did it in a way because to have plausible deniability, but
4: yeah that's the what I was looking for. But, that's it exactly.
0: But he was trying to help his guy out because I mean he gave Flores his start. Flores was a Boston college guy who then worked for the Patriots after graduating college and was there up until he left to go to Miami. to the Dolphins. Like, come on, man. That's yeah, that's his guy. I'm that's his sure, man I'm sure mayor. he
4: knew that Flores was interviewing. Like he's just, he was cognizant of all of this. You feel me? Like he knew that there were two Brian's interviewing for the same job. So I'm sure he knew beforehand to differentiate between the two. So I mean, yeah, it's plausible deniability, and yeah, you know I'm saying I, I'm good for B- Bill because I don't want Bill to get. You don't want anybody to scrutinize Bill, but it's also like Bill's in a
1: position of like who the fuck can scrutinize him, You know what I mean? Like he's doing Bill a good job over this shit. Yeah, Rick Ross said it best. Bill Belichick coaching and calling the shots, and at the end of the day, that's exactly what he is. He's a shot caller. He's been the GM there. He's been the head coach there. He's 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 constructed arguably, if not the certainly the greatest dynasty in NFL history. But we can look across sports, arguably the best dynasty no, for sure, and consistency and in, in what is considered even maybe the hardest league to have one of those. Because in the NBA. Now it's, you know, thanks to LeBron. Yeah, fuck you, LeBron. I'm talking to you. No, it's not fuck LeBron. Uh, It's just it's Team Kobe here. But nonetheless, you know, it's easier to do it in other leagues as opposed to the NFL. It's very hard. There's a lot of parity in the NFL. That's why every year now we've got 14 playoff teams, but even when it was 12 or 14, pretty much half the time, half the teams that are in the playoffs weren't there the year before. So it's a lot harder to do that. And Bill is in one of these positions where, you know, he has, just like Tom, you know, they are the end, because they're going to always be paired together. He doesn't have anything to lose. He's already accomplished everything. He already, there's nothing, what can Tom, like, like what, what, you know, he, and and, and we look at even uh, other uh, things that have kind of came up in the media, even for them, deflate gate. You know, the the recording, you know, your owner craftily going to get his dick massaged. Hey, there's
4: a, there's a part of me that, that questions whether or not, with, you know what I'm saying, Flores having worked with Belichick for so long, there's a part of me that questions it's like they actually have an ongoing texting relationship. And like, I wonder if Flores told Belichick about that them offering to pay him to lose type shit. You feel me?
1: That that and also, hey, Bill, while I'm your defensive coordinator, I interviewed for the Broncos job. Man, John Elway was fucking lit when <laughs> when I did this interview. So yeah. it makes you wonder, right, did did the, any of this other stuff – who did he tell? Who did Flores tell in general? Did he ever bring it up? And if so, that's why – Yeah, I
4: mean, I highly doubt I highly the person we came out to with this shit was the media. The NFL, I know
1: if already, the NFL already came out and said there's really no basis for the lawsuit in reality. So they're just kind of like, uh, shut the fuck up, nigga. Like, like that's kind of like what they're saying. Even yeah, though, well,
4: I mean, that's what that's what makes it a lawsuit is the fact that you know what I mean, if he if if, if he could have just went up to the NFL higher uppers, he would have just done that. You feel what I'm saying? But he was right. like, no, the NFL upper. Higher ups can't do shit for me. This is involving John Belichick, Elway. You know what I
1: mean? Like, but Belichick has that weight, and it's like if that's your mentor slash, you know, first boss and only boss before you even got into this, why wouldn't you use him as a resource? And even a Bill, let's say that Bill was like, "Oh, I don't want to put my hands on this. Like, I like like regardless of how accomplished I am, I just don't want to be a part of this." And,
4: I mean, when we talk about how much weight Bill has, I mean, uh. Fuck, I forgot this. Like, Bill doesn't have the weight to pull an entire
1: – he doesn't have the weight to make an owner outside of Robert Kraft do anything. That's true, but so, he's still the greatest coach in NFL history, and I just think that – Yeah, that,
4: isn't, that, doesn't,
1: that doesn't get you Obviously, good. Obviously, obviously, he's connected to an organization. Now, granted, he worked for the Giants. He did for the Giants, but he's still connected even to another organization. And so – And it so doesn't we're, matter. You're able to tell him, man, we're going to hire one of your former guys. So – and I feel like this happens all the time with the coach. It doesn't matter if you're Bill Belichick. They come to you and they tell you, hey, like I bet that Dan Quinn knew that Shanahan was going to get and, – and it's a totally different situation because he was his assistant too. At the time, he actually was working for him. But I guarantee you that Dan Quinn was in on this conversation with John Lynch or whoever owns the 49ers. Like sure. I know that he knew that already.
0: Well, and here's the thing though, with with the Belichick thing, even if he's not connected to the organization, you know that he's getting the calls to vet his guys because it's just like a reference. Tell
1: me about and, him. Yes, exactly.
0: And, and, it's a reference. <laughs> and Flores, for one, again, he, he came to the organization 405 if if my memory serves me correctly. But bigger than that, he was Bill's DC. His big assistant job before he got a, a head coaching job was to be Bill's DC. And if you know anything about the Patriots, you know that Bill still runs that defense, you know. So, you know they had a great relationship. They were hand in hand. So, Bill saw that text thread. He ain't out here deleting text from B-Flow. You know what I'm saying? He might be deleting some text from some other people, but he's not deleting text from B-Flow. So, I, I find it hard to believe that he sent that text. Just not knowing who he was talking to, but I mean, I'm just a talking head here.
4: Yeah, no, no, bro. I, 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 I mean, bro. If I, if you had put a gun in my head and said, "Did Bill Belichick do that shit on purpose?", I would say, "Absolutely, he did that shit on purpose." But the thing is, I want, I want to give Bill Belichick his plausible deni- di- deniability because I feel like he deserves not plausible deniability. He really did the right thing, you know what I mean? So.
0: Absolutely, J- JP. And and you know what? You can take this back to the locker room as we uh as we end this conversation. Everybody want to have a private opinion but don't want to come on the podcast. So fuck them.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey man, thanks uh, for uh bro. for calling back, Doc. Uh, we'll be in the yeah, group I'll text a little bit later. Room. All right, Doc. So do you think like the owners call their 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 group text like the owner suite or something? I bet they do.
1: I, well, I don't know if they have a name for it, but they actually do probably have a name for it. But it's like a slick. Like ours is like listed. They have like code name. Like that shit oh, yeah. be that shit could be pancakes for all I fucking <laughs> know. Like like well, because they got to you know look. These are billionaires' wives, mistresses. Nobody needs to know. These is my billionaire friend group. That's now. a nasty group text. And we talk about things, whether it be like. Hey, man, I didn't like that shit you did. Did you really pay the ref to make that call? Like, it could be something as simple as that. You know, Mary Jerry's like to the 49ers on, he's just like, he's like, you know, that that was bullshit, right? Yeah. You know that, you know, that that ref, you know, that, you know, that that was done on purpose, right? It could be some shit like that. And look, they're all so rich to the point at where, there is still competitiveness amongst them. Did you see? You, did you watch? Uh, what's the fucking Korean thing on Netflix?
0: Uh Squid Games. Did you watch that?
1: No. Okay, I don't want to give a spoiler, but spoiler alert. I'm not going to watch it. Okay, but in general, even for someone listening, that if maybe they didn't see it, but the point is, even in that game, at the end of the game, they the one of the final two episodes, basically, you had. These people that were known to the players as the almost the investors, the people that had the money for the people to win because they're all in such financial hardship. You have these people come in, majority white men came mm-hmm. in, they're they're wearing masks themselves, so you don't even know who they are. And basically, these guys are betting on it, they're talking about it together, they're betting on it against each other. Now, this is a game that they all funded. They're betting against each other, and they're talking about who they think is going to win. Now that we're down to this part of it, who's going to win it?
0: So the NFL is squid games, is what you're telling me.
1: There's a there's a little bit of something that you know you could you could deduce that for sure. Maybe like we That's don't make, I, do that, I don't know I don't know. We're just talking about group texts and I know that they probably have one, and maybe they talk about this. Like these guys are all going to see each other in LA next week, so. And a majority of them, they probably love it because they all a lot of them live there. Yeah. Even if yeah. their team is in, I mean, come on. Uh, the Paul out the the owner of the Bengals, Paul Brown. Yeah, he owns the Bengals. He got a spot in LA, man. Come on.
0: He do you think he's in the LA. in do you think he's in the in crowd though? Do you think he gets invited to Bob Crab and Jerry some Jones? Of them,
1: party? Some of them like think about Shad Khan. Ah oh, shit. No, he's
0: throwing the party this time. Con, the
1: game. Con or Cronky? What are well, you saying, Cronky?
0: Cronky and Brown are throwing the are throwing parties all week. I'm going to Cronky's party, though. I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not
1: going to Cronky, out. LA, dude. That's why he's like, now nah, we got to get them out of St. Louis. He's like, look, I don't give a fuck about the barbecue out here. All right, this shit ghetto. Let's get to LA.
0: Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. So, look, man, we are, we are at almost two hours. We are. Yeah. Let's just say goodbye, Tom Brady. And we can, we'll, we'll preview the Super Bowl next week. Absolutely. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We were going to wait for that.
0: Yeah. I mean, Joe Burrow's that guy. Ha ha. Patrick Mahomes. Y'all just wanted to crown him. You can crown him. Denny Green voice. <laughs> but yeah, man. Tom Brady. Um, I mean, the best. I feel like he's the best athlete, the most accomplished athlete.
1: There we go. That, like that a lot better than
0: best. Yeah, he's the most accomplished athlete that people of our age were really able to resonate with beginning to end. Um, I feel like I watched his entire career, and although I didn't understand it in 01, I, I still remember watching that Super Bowl, you know. Um, and we got to see it, you know, ups, downs, great, good. Thought he was cooked. I went on record to say he was cooked, and I was absolutely wrong. And you know, it's all good. I saw what he. Tom Brady was one of my favorite football players. I until twenty eight to three happened. Then I said fuck him, because back to what you talked about earlier, when you like a team, you care about a team, you you live and die by 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 the team. And once once he did that to us. It's fuck you forever. It's kind of like Gucci yeah. and Jeezy. Like once once you send Pookie Loke to the house, I can dish you and Pookie Loke whenever I want that, yeah.
1: that Pookie pack.
0: Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's still saying he getting his house haunted by the ghost of Pookie. You know what I'm saying? And he can still say he can say that.
1: Yeah. You
0: know what I'm saying? Like he it, it don't have to be no Julian Turner. Hot Juice calling in. <laughs> hey Ju, what's up, man?
2: What's going on, man?
0: And hey, you're live on the pod. We're getting ready to close out by saying nice things about Tom Brady, but then you know you call, so it's like, oh shit, man, we got to
1: answer. Well, cool. I tell you what, better yet, Judy, you have something great to say about Tom Brady. I know that he denied your team plenty of act- to entrances
2: to the. Um. Well, I, I know the Jaguars did uh, too, but you know, I know that Tom did. I, I want. Oh, oh, hey, man! If you're going to have a guest on your show, you should probably did talk. Um. <laughs> what I will say is that uh. He had an excellent football career. Um, he was one of the Steelers' greatest uh, rivals because it was actually a rivalry. You know, we actually competed against each other. And unfortunately, it went more in Tom Brady's favor. But, hey, that's football. Um, I do, however, think that he was a cheating son of a bitch. Um, I think New England uh, was a system. And he thrived there um, because they had a lot of cheating going on. He wanted um, but, to be all them. And, and he did. I, I didn't say he was out talent. I didn't say he was out talent. Um, okay. but the history books will go down, he'll be the greatest quarterback of all time. Not the best, but the greatest quarterback of all time. I mean, hell. Last time I checked, mean he, he's in against Guinness world records for a lot of things. You know, most Super Bowls, most leading number one in almost every category. Um, the greatest comeback in the Super Bowl era. I mean, I mean, he's cemented.
0: These are all facts. These are all facts. <laughs> so they're all facts, non negotiable, man. Uh so just just real quick, give give us your B flow talk, man. Um, Brian Brian Flores. Hey,
2: I, I feel for the guy, um, but I think uh, he's brave that he's highlighting um, the mispractices of hiring of um, black uh, black coaches um, on all levels. Uh, I'm not about to say uh, minorities. I'm, I'm going to say specifically black coaches. Um, I think uh, that people are trying to give uh, Bill Belichick too much credit in this as well, too. I think Bill Belichick made a mistake and um, text, text a guy his phone named Brian and, and thought he was t- talking to the white guy but instead happened to be the black guy. I think he owned up to the mistake. I mean, and unfortunately, he's caught called collateral damage. I mean, but I think this change is necessary. I feel like Brian Flores um, probably will never see um, another NFL field again as a head coach, but what I'm hoping for is what his leverage that he's going to have now, because if that clash action suit actually wins, you know, he's going to be, you know, he's going to go down the history for it. And I think that he's actually setting himself up to probably be the first black owner of a team, to be honest.
0: Expand on that one, please.
2: I, I, I think, I think that, you know, with this clash action suit, I think that he. Probably won't have the money himself, but with enough uh, partners and people to sponsor the team, they will just name him the chair, the chair or the head of the team, um, because they know what he stands for, his values. He's not going to have any type of hiring uh, discrimin- discriminatory practices. So I think Brian Flores may have lost the battle today, but I think at the end of the day, he's going to win the war.
0: You know that I, I like how you put that together, and I'm inclined to believe that you are Stephen. Smith of ESPN's Ghostwriter. <laughs> it now, sounds it feels like it to me. I mean, I, I like it, and if there's enough money that comes in from that, like it's it's not the most unreasonable thing I've heard today. Um, but shit, the owner still got a vote to let you in, and uh, I don't know if they're gonna yeah, he, he don't trust he, that new nigga over there. Well, he
1: don't got <laughs> the
2: credit, and if anything. Anybody- Cut. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, you? But but I, I I agree. But I feel like it's going to get to the point where like you know they're going to be them, well one nigger can't hurt. Yeah, well, well, yeah. We'll give them Danville team. What do what they call it? The comrades.
0: <laughs> I mean, oh, the, can, the commanders. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, because Dan Schneider, he's not going to be an owner too much longer. He's going to have these they, things he should,
1: he should get voted out similarly how uh, Sterling got voted out from the Clippers, right? Yeah, I think
2: he's going to end up getting voted out, you know, and, you know, so I, I think that they're going to leave room for just one, but not, you know, one 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 is too many in their book. But I, I, again, I, I think that if this goes down in his favor and it all comes to light that it, that this is actually true, you know, especially, you know, I mean, there's with you got you have me showing up to the interview that you know that I wasn't gonna get just to appease the, the, the Rooney rule. I, I think that you know teams are gonna look at that or you know organizations are look at like you know what we, we want that type of character. Not behind closed doors they're gonna call him a, a nigger, but in public they're gonna shake his hand and say he's the right man for the job. Or right, or or
1: during the interview, if you're drunk enough, you might call him Ryan instead of Brian.
2: Right. Myron. My my Myron <laughs> you sure you're sure your name's not mine
0: I, okay, I, no. okay i hear it goes you're black but your last name is flores is your daddy mm. mexican
2: yeah so how, how how does all that work mm, mm. so he so he was there oh oh okay all right hey oh, you're a great story
0: Nah, man, I I think it's interesting, and I'm and I'm just looking forward to what all is gonna happen, and even if there's no change that's gonna happen, you know, maybe we finally get that NFL boycott that everybody's been asking for. But well, Chris, no, maybe
1: hey, let's make his credit for
0: spearheading
1: it. Nah, spearhead. Fuck Chris
0: Bosh and and what he said. Chris Chris Broussard, he was on national TV talking about maybe the players don't play or the coaches they don't they don't coach, and I go, bro. The players wouldn't even like buy into the CBA. Like most of them niggas didn't well, even read into the incoming
1: talent. I'm not to cut you off, but what about the incoming talent? What about the rookies that haven't fucked? I mean, now I know we got the NIL, but what about the guys still that haven't been paid?
0: Yeah, nigga, NIL I need NIL
1: my coins. They're like, no, I'm trying to play. Like,
2: and- well, I I think we have I think we the best thing you can do is go off examples from the past, and I think someone like Colin Kaepernick, who we can all agree was blackballed regardless if you think if he was talented enough to be a starting quarterback or enough, we we can all agree that he still had enough in him to make a roster. And we saw that when an actual um, injustice or practice was brought forth and they saw that one of their own quote unquote brothers, because, you know, the NFL is a fraternity and you got to protect the shield. One of their brothers are being blackballed and was being ostracized. What did the black players do? They chose their, their fame, their fortune and their wealth over what's doing what's right and I think you're gonna see a lot more of that and it's gonna take people with real with real money and real power who's gonna say hey you know what hey rookie who's on that that deal for only five hundred thousand or that bet who needs money or whatever we make enough money to where we, we're not going to fully finance you but we can collectively we can make sure that everybody stays afloat where's jv and- at in all of this Oh, Jay-Z's J- 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 coordinate- coordinating the halftime show, because that's how you bring change. You know, <laughs> to, have, to have niggas dancing and tapping their knees. Man, hey, uh, hey, J- hey. Jay Z, Jay-Z the biggest piece of shit sham that I've ever seen sitting in a, in a, in a boardroom. He sits here and he talks about this black this, this black that, but the, the best thing that he can do is give give us a goddamn show. And Jay if JG wanted to create change, JG could be a goddamn NFL owner himself. But but instead, you know, what they did. They gave him a sheet at the table all the way at the end with the iPod and said, "Hey, make a playlist for us." <laughs> look,
1: and, and and that's a great way to kind of end that. But like at the end of the day, look, Jay's involved, right? And in that kind of what it's we
2: want, somebody at least no, it's be- not, no, it's not. No, no, it's not what we want. We involved involvement. We wanted someone who was actually going to be in these board meetings. In these rooms, where an actual key decisions are being made, not all right. Mary J. Blige is going to perform before Dr. Dre, and okay, let's play California Love first. That's not involving. Yeah. That's 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 a dog and pony show.
1: And you're totally like, you, right, you, and 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 this is something that we did touch on when it came into it. And I told him, I said, really, the Brian Flores thing. Fuck the coaches in the GM. Let's talk about the ownership, because there's not very many. There's I can only name one in the four major sports, Michael Jordan is the only black owner, majority owner of any sports team in America.
2: Name the others. And you, and you can't, you know, but what I will give credit to the NBA, though, is because the NBA realizes that the black players are their product, you know, and and, and that's where they make their profit from. So they, re, they realize that, hey, listen, we can sacrifice millions to still make billions. And you know, but and and for some odd reason, the NFL has—I mean, which is weird because on Sundays during the NFL season, the NFL is king. So maybe they feel like you know it's a money grab. We we only have this short window, sixteen weeks, to grab all the money we can, so we can't lose anything. But if the if the owners stop being so damn stingy and stringent, and being just old white fucks, you know, who are stingy with their money, and just realize, okay, maybe. We can give a little to get a lot more. The, Maybe we'll be having these problems.
1: The NFL is the only commodity that I know of in the world that owns a day out of the week. They own Sunday. During well, a certain
0: it's the best TV day. show in the year.
1: I, 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 as a person that has been a season ticket holder and gone to football games my entire life, can tell you, I liked avoiding church to go to football games. And so, certainly – they know how big this is. This is a big. It's a. This is a big fucking deal. I mean, it's the most watched event on TV. Typically, even during the regular season, those games get more viewers than anything on TV. And obviously, the Super Bowl is the most watched thing every year. And you know that's why I you think
0: got boxed it almost fifty mil on the uh, NFC Championship. Who? Yeah, but. Honestly, but like but here's your meal on the, on the NFC Championship.
2: But here, but here's what you just said. Though. you just said that you know, basically, football in if for some people is holds higher weight than religion. It you does. know, on Sundays. It does. So what that means yeah. is how 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 are you going to get not only a players, but more importantly, the consumer who has made up in their mind or or is accustomed to having something so valuable in their life without it because they want to make a stand. I just don't see that happening. I don't either. I don't.
0: don't. Hey, hey! quick stat for y'all. The AFC and NFC championship games average 49.6 million viewers and nearly a hundred million unique viewers tuned in. Come on, man.
1: And, and this is us. us. Maybe NBC's biggest show probably got 4.8 million people to tune in. I mean, so, you know, it just, it's, 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 always a money call. We know that money, we live in a capitalistic society in America, at least. And so it's always going to be that way. And they're going to do what's best for them. They're going to do what's best for uh, the TV companies that pay them Clorox Clorox, gives them money to like, they're going to do what's in the best interest of them. Because like I said, when it came to even the boycott with Kaepernick, I said, if you're boycotting the NFL and you don't want to watch it then you don't need to fuck with the products that support it. If if Coors is the official beer then you probably don't fucking need to drink Coors if you're not watching the NFL because guess what they give them money too. And so it just you it's it's really no way to win in a weird way. In a sense of there is a way of winning, but in terms of right now and the way that it's set up, you really they've set it up to where you can't. You can't win. There is no winning. They have there. There are such a power, whether it's out in Vegas with the money and betting on it, whether it's fantasy football, it doesn't really matter. These people are in control and they're all billionaires and they all own something as well. And you got to like if you boycott the NFL, then you fucking boycott Home Depot because Arthur Blank's name is all over it. Like you can't go to Home Depot to buy your home. If you're really going to boycott them,
0: go to Lowe's.
1: Go to And who knows? There might be somebody there that has money in that, too. Like, we don't even know. So it's just, like, it's hard to 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 do something like that because they've kind of got us by the purse strings.
0: Hey, y'all, look, this has been great. We're about to hit the two-hour mark, though. So, hey, Jude, thanks for calling in, man. We appreciate it, dog. Gave some great insights, some great clips for the gram that I may cut up at some point this weekend.
2: Hey, appreciate it, man. All
0: right, dog. All
2: right.
0: Yeah, we're gonna close this one out. You know what? Fuck Brady. We can talk about him next week or later <laughs> in the season. Who cares, man? It's got a great show though. This is oh great. yeah, it, was, it, it really has. Yeah, and fuck Josh.
1: Yeah, for not calling back and still Instagramming.
0: Yeah, fuck Boink, too. He 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 didn't answer. He didn't he didn't give an explanation. Uh, but nope. it's okay.
1: That's it. The, that will always be a good answer because there's nothing we can really say. It's like okay, well, if the, if the wife, you know. Yeah,
0: he can always blame it on Zoe, and we like Zoe, so we can't even, like,
1: get mad about it. Right. Uh, Exactly. Exactly. You get it. it. You get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get it.
0: (laughs) Speaking of me getting it, I need to get off so I can get it before I get in trouble.
1: There we go. There we go. I got to call my uh, daughter. All right, Doc. Okay. All right, Lee. Yeah, fantastic show. We'll be back next week. All right, man. Okay. All right.